Hey you, welcome back to the Esoterica podcast. My name's Erica, and I'm so glad you're here with me. Thank you for spending some time out of your busy day listening to me ramble about some things going on inside my head. I appreciate it more than you know. I'm glad you're here. Today is December 29th, 2020, and we are experiencing a full moon in Cancer at 10.28 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to go over the Sabian symbol that's in correspondence with this full moon, and I'm going to break down where this full moon is occurring and explaining a little bit of the opposition between the sun and the moon, because right now the sun is in the sign of Capricorn and the moon is in the sign of Cancer. And when that opposition occurs, we have a full moon. It's illuminating something for us, and it's a place where we can be uh, deeply nourishing ourselves in that Cancer house in your chart, because this is the first Cancer full moon we've had since the nodes of the moon have moved into Gemini and Sagittarius, and the Cancer moon does not have to deal with the uh, dense energy that it was facing off against in Capricorn for the last two and a half years with Saturn being there and the last year with Jupiter being there. Those two also moved on into the sign of Aquarius, shifting and making room and space for those cardinal signs to grow through all of the lessons that we have endured through the Cancer-Capricorn axis eclipses, but also through Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto their conjunctions in Capricorn, and finally rounding out the Mars retrograde story that occurred earlier this year and is still tying up the final strings. I believe uh, Mars finishes its retrogradation on January 6th. I think it clears the shadow by the 21st. I'm not 100% on those dates. You can cross-check me in Google, ask when Mars clears its shadow, and it should bring up some interesting information for you. So let's talk about this full moon a little bit. It's occurring at 8 degrees, 53 minutes of Cancer. We round up to 9 degrees. The Sabian symbol from Dane Rudyard reads, A small naked girl bends over a pond trying to catch a fish. From this you can take purity and understanding. So, if you try to envision what's going on in this Sabian symbol, a small naked girl bent over a pond trying to catch a fish, she has had to lose everything that weighs her down, the baggage and weight of her clothing, any bags she may have with her, that's the baggage, and, uh, the means of her trying to catch a fish with no pole. She has to use her hands. So she's vulnerable. And now she's needing to get into her instincts. That's what this full moon is about. I hope you stick around to the other side so we can talk about where it's playing out in the chart for you. I love you. See you soon.
Hey, it's me again. I'm glad you're with me. So this Cancer full moon occurring this evening, like I said in the introduction, is the first Cancer full moon that we've had without the nodes or the opposition of Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn. Now, there will be a sign-based square, but it's not close in degree. So the square will be from the full moon and the sun in Capricorn to Mars, which is gaining steam and strength in the sign of Aries. Capricorn is feeling stronger because it's had a lot of things recently leave. Cancer is feeling stronger because it has felt the buoyancy on the other side of the chart. But the square from Mars is, um, it's indicative to me that we are still dealing with um, our relationship to our emotions and the ones tied to um, anger and aggression, but also grief. We've got Mercury conjunct the sun in Capricorn, trining Uranus in Taurus, which is giving you an opportunity to ground in the shocking new reality that we're all about to embark on. So for Aries, these house placements are for your rising sign. So if you only know your sun sign, it's not going to be as strong a theme, but it will play out and you will see it if you're looking for it. Um, but yes, I recommend the rising sign for these house placements. For Aries rising, this is occurring in your fourth house. This is the house of home, family, roots, stability, and foundation. Taurus, this is your third house. Communications, data analysis, how you commute, short distance trips, siblings, cousins, neighbors, and the neighborhood. For Gemini, this is your second house of possessions, self-esteem, earning, earning ability, and um, resources. Cancer, this is occurring in your first house. Something deeply emotional is stirring within you. Take a bath, drink some water, do your best to rest, journal it out. Your emotions fluctuate a great deal throughout the month. The ruling luminary of your sign is the moon, and the moon changes phases regularly. Um, a couple of little girls that I know from Instagram are actually running around wearing shirts that have the moon phase on them, and it says it's just a phase on it. <laughs> I think it's beautiful, but it's, um, it's also true. So give this um give this full moon the time and the respect that it desires and that it needs do what you need to do to deeply nourish yourself because things have been very very stringent for the last two years for you on the other side of the world on your chart there's been a lot of heavy things going on and just recently you probably have felt the shift we all have. Leo, this is occurring in your 12th house. 
the 12th house is a house of secrets. It's a house of dream space. You probably won't be getting a whole lot of sleep during this full moon. So if you're up, take time to journal. Maybe do some yoga. Get in your body. Stay out of your mind. The 12th house also speaks to addictions, illusions, and delusion institution as well. It's an isolating house, and it's dark and difficult to see and describe. Virgo, this is occurring in your 11th house of social networking. This can be online or face-to-face. -face. It's the groups, memberships, teams, and associations that you belong to and interact with. Leah. Libra, sorry, Libra, this is occurring in your 10th house of career, status, and reputation. I like to think of the 10th house through the lens of a William Shakespeare quote, all the world is a stage. The 10th house is the stage that you approach the world on, and it's how the world knows you through your career, status, and reputation, dealing with authority figures, or possibly being an authority figure in the field of your expertise. Scorpio. This is occurring in your ninth house. This is the house of long distance trips, higher education, university studies, uh, foreign people, foreign places, foreign things. It's a really far seeing house. It um, covers astrology and metaphysics as well. Sagittarius, this is occurring in your eighth house of life, death and rebirth. It is the house of all things that are taboo and not spoken about at the dinner table. It's the blood and guts of it all. It's the debt that is owed and the debts that are coming to you. Um, Capricorn, this full moon is occurring in your seventh house of relationships and other people. The relationship does not necessarily have to be your intimate relationship, but it can speak to that. It's the people you deal with on a regular basis that are in and out of your world and your life, through your work, through your family life, through your friendships. It's also the house of open litigation and open beef. Aquarius, this is occurring in your sixth house of work and health, competency, competencies and skills that you bring to the services that you provide. It's your to-do list. It's your daily life. It could also be your pets. Pisces, this is occurring in your fifth house of recreation and, and leisure. Whatever you do recreationally for social fun or for creative purposes is going to be illuminated in that fifth house. It's also the house of your children because that's a part of the creative cycle of life if you are a parent. It could also speak to the things that you create if you're an artist or a crafter could be your social sphere or the recreational things that you do to have fun. So that's what's going on in the full moon. <clears throat> the opposition from the sun in Capricorn indicates where the spotlight is at right now and the full moon is indicating where you need to nurture more. I spoke at length about where you needed to nurture Really quickly, I'm going to go through the signs now and talk about where the sun is giving opposition to this full moon. I probably should have done that together. So I'm going to do an on-the-fly edit and not 
necessarily speak about the sun. I should have better planned that, and I didn't. It bees like that sometimes. What I will do instead is tell you all about my Mars retrograde story and how it ties into the theme of there's no place like home fitting for this cancer full moon and fitting for the Mars retrograde story I'm about to tell you. Early in the Mars retrograde period, when Mars was in shadow before it actually went retrograde early, um, it was still hot. I found a little boy in my backyard walking around in a t-shirt and a diaper, no shoes. He couldn't or wouldn't speak. Um, and if you've listened to my other episodes, especially the one about Fort Hood, then you'll know that I know some crazy shit can go down in a trailer park, especially for a little kid that's not being watched the way that they need to be watched. And I felt like this was the universe testing me. So I put on my flip-flops and I went outside and I tried to get this little boy to talk and he wouldn't talk. And I wasn't going to leave him out there. I picked him up and I put him on my hip. Um, after I gained his trust a little bit. With the help of a Tootsie Roll sucker. I'm not above bribing. <laughs> um... And I called the trailer park supervisor and said, Liz, I have found a kid. And she's like, what do you mean? And I told her the story and the situation. And she said, well, I'll be right there. And the little boy wouldn't let go of me when she came to show up. So I went to the office with her where she called the Blanchard Police Department. And <laughs> Blanchard is a small town in northwest Louisiana. If you blink you will miss it. There is one traffic light in the main drag of town. So Blanchard police was called and at, just as we got off the phone with the Blanchard police department, the mom of this little boy comes running in through the door and expresses her horror, and she's so sorry and freaking out, as any mother would be. And uh, the policeman came, and I won't get into all of that because it's a completely different podcast, but things were said. I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I was ready to get the hell out of there. Um, and... So, as luck would have it, people around the trailer park talk, and the time that I found him was the first time he had gotten out of the trailer, but it turned into a sort of a repeat offender kind of thing. And from what I understand, Child Protective Services was called. I don't know what happened past there. I don't know the story or how it ended. I just know the parts that I was involved in. And I didn't want to get anybody in trouble. I just wanted to make sure this little boy was okay. But during the process of finding him, calling the supervisor, 
getting in the office and waiting for somebody to show up that could take responsibility off of my hands for a little child that I didn't even know his name. Um, the idea crossed my, my mind on more than one occasion, looking into his eyes. Um, and this just tells you how, how far out my brain can go sometimes. Uh, what if, what if this little brown eyed, brown haired little boy, what if, what if his, what if the soul within the body of this little boy, what if it was Tom? What if it was the soul of the man who broke me in so many ways? And I wrestled with that idea, y'all. I, um, it was a full-on jujitsu match. <laughs> uh, why would I even think about that? Why would my mind even go there? The only thing I can come up with is that I wanted to ask myself or needed to know the answer to what I would do if it was him. And I would have done the same thing. I would have opened my door. I would have put him on my hip. I would have made sure that he was safe and taken care of. Because the injury that my soul was dealt by the hypothetical possible, I don't know if this kid is or was or could be Tom, that child didn't do anything to me. Even if it was Tom's soul within the child, that child didn't do anything to me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and those with other pronouns that I don't know how to address in a in a greeting like that, everyone, that's growth. When you're thinking about the soul of the person who abused you so horrifically and wondering if, if the maternal instinct within you would still take care of that soul if it presented itself in a child's body. And I'd like to think that that's what the universe was trying to get me to ask myself so I could look back and marvel at the growth that I've experienced. I haven't seen this little boy in the trailer park since. I hadn't seen him before. But I knew that he was going to be a part of my March retrograde story because he didn't show up once. It was more than once in my yard that he showed up. And every time I put him on my hip and I walked him back to his mom's house. But that was a part of my Mars retrograde learning. It went over my natal mercury and is now about to touch my natal sun. And I found it really serendipitous looking at the astrology and everything that's played out over these past few months and how that story kind of fits in with the there's no place like home theme. And for those of you who have listened longer or deeper into the pod, you know who Tom is and what happened and why it's a, 
of significance in this story. I put down my armor and I used my instincts. It would have been a lot easier to just say it's not my problem and not put myself in a situation where um, I didn't want to be. It would have been a whole lot easier to do that, but I wouldn't have been able to sleep well at night. And sleep's hard enough to come by, so I do what I can to facilitate that. <coughs> and speaking of sleep and trying to have a clear conscience, I have a dilemma and I need some input and I'm hoping maybe y'all can help me. There is a photo of a woman at the gas station right across from where I live. And I have passed by her face every week for the last 52 weeks. It's a missing persons photo poster flyer thing. And a lot of the information has washed off because of rain. But my psychic sensibilities tell me that this woman is gone and I am being drugged by spirit by my nostrils to contact her family and ask about birth stuff for astrology and maybe a t-shirt or something so I could maybe find her in the ether I don't know how to describe it. I don't have a guidebook. I'm just telling you what I do. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling very drawn to help her, and I don't know how to approach it or them. Something else that's kind of funny. Um, well, talking about this lady wasn't funny. But I'm going to tell you something that I had to chuckle at. I'm a Scorpio rising. And this full moon occurred in the ninth house for me of long distance trips. Well, I went to therapy earlier today and I drove in my new little vehicle. And it's not even three months old. <laughs> And it was a used vehicle, but um, one of the tires has been giving me trouble. And I walked out to a completely flat tire. It, it tried to halt my long distance journey from therapy to home. Now, it's not that long when you're driving, but if I had to walk that, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not in the shape for that. I wasn't wearing the right shoes, all of it. Um, I should probably get in better shape for something like that. But yeah, it was interesting how that occurred. The uh, jack ended up bending because my car rolled off the jack. And I am so grateful that my husband was not under that car.
because it would have been a lot of emergency therapy sessions. I'm a little shook up over it actually still, but um, I'll be all right. I've been through worse, right? <laughs> and he was very nonchalant about it. He said, that's why you don't get under cars like that. But it did, y'all. It bent the crap out of that jack. It's You can't use it. It's broken. Symbology was rich today. I wonder how it was for you. I would love for you to interact with me, reach out, let me know how you think I should approach this. Um, I don't know her name, so I'm just going to call her gas station lady. Until I do know her name. I feel like I have felt some of her final memories. Cold, wet leaves. Face down. Two boys and a girl. That's what I've got right now. Maybe I'll get more because the moon's in cancer. You can go to the Crime Stoppers and try to contact them that way, but I'm really not trying to be that person. I don't want to be that person. I want to help. I don't want to be a psychic detective medium or on a Rolodex of the coroner so they call me and ask me for maybe some hits. I don't know if I could handle all that. I'm still new to all this. It was just six years ago that the fire happened. And before, I would have told you I know things, but I wouldn't have told you or been able to explain how I knew them. I still can't tell you that part. But I do know that a lot of my gifts manifested as anxiety and depression because I was feeling things that I didn't know wasn't mine. Anyways, I am rambling now. Thank you so much for hanging out to the end of this podcast if you're still here. And if you're not, totally get it. I can be a bit of a windbag sometimes. I still like to think that y'all are listening, though. I'm sending you a lot of love. I hope you're well on this full moon in Cancer. Go outside if you can, if the skies allow. And cry if you have to. Let it out. This is a time to release some of the things that um, that we've been holding on to for far too long. And like the Sabian symbol kind of alludes to, drop your armor, drop your defenses, and follow your instincts. I'm sending you a lot of love. I hope you're well. Please take care of yourself. Please be kind to yourself. Save some of that kindness for others because we're all still struggling to survive. The shit show that is 2020, and we still have three days to go. We'll get there. 2021 isn't going to be as bad as 2020, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be like it was 1999. It's a new reality, and we're building it together. Till next time, y'all. Bye.